What do you want to do? I don't know. We don't have an intro. Welcome, everybody, to the Glazier Gamble podcast. This is our sports section. For those who don't know, we do have two sections of our podcast. Uh, Today, we have quite a bit to cover. We're going to do the defensive side of our Pro Bowl selections. We also got some baseball news with all those major signings like Buxton, Robbie Ray, Max Scherzer. We got Enos Freedom. Enos Cantor Freedom. Uh, We got some Timberwolves talk, including a lot about D'Angelo Russell I'd like to talk about. Uh, Ozzie Fudd and and, uh, Paige Beckers. Then we got Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, Cliff Kingsbury news. And then some NFL draft stuff. Antoine Winfield Jr., Vikings talk, Chargers, Bengals, Pats, Bills. And then, like I said, Pro Bowl selections for the defense. So um, without further dudes, let's get into it. The first thing, Major League Baseball. So Byron Buxton, we've asked multiple times, twins, sign this man. Can we can we can we sign this guy, please? And we've said it at the end of like three podcasts in a row. By the way, final thing, twins need to sign Buxton. Well, the twins have signed Byron Buxton to a very large deal. So not as large as it it could have been. Though, I think I that it was, was like, them negotiating the injury thing. Right, right. And so, I mean, I think it's a very, like, everyone's like, okay, it's any team would offer him a six-figure deal or nine-figure deal, six-figure deal. Nine figures would be $100 million. Yeah, that's what he got. Yeah. So, nine-figure deal. Anyone would have offered him 100-something. Um, it just depends on the, the incentives and, like, what it's based off of um and we got him for seven years and the basically 100 on the on the dot i believe so i i don't know that's probably the best case scenario i think um in regards to getting him for what he's worth so yeah cheaper than what he's worth so sure yeah i uh i, I thought it was a really good deal and personally for what he is what he provides yeah. to the team so Awesome. Good job, Twins. A couple other big signings were Robbie Ray with the Mariners, who won their Cy Young. Uh, five years, $115 million. So, like, in comparison, you know, Buxton gets in the $100 millions, Yeah. Uh, about equal to a Cy Young award-winning pitcher, which is in a pitcher's league right now. It's pretty crazy. Uh, there's another another guy that's that you that you missed, but uh, Javi Baez. Baez? Uh, I heard Detroit. that one. I... Not a lot of people like him. Not a lot of people like him, but um, Detroit got obviously a talented person. I just think that's the the person he is. People don't like, so that's what. There was also a few like smaller signings that obviously I didn't feel the need to talk about. Um, but the last big one that I want to talk about was Max Scherzer for three yeah, years, one thirty. That's insane. That's yeah. like the highest someone's paid for a pitcher. Yeah. Um, like and forty. Well, he had narrowed it down to like middle. five teams. That's and, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's worth 45 it, mil. Yeah. No, obviously he's a top tier pitcher, but that's so much. Oh, yeah. But. I'll take that. I, I will uh, I will pay that if that got the Twins a top tier pitcher. Yeah. Joe I Ryan. feel like they could have. I feel like they could have had uh, like like a Jose Barrios type. Yeah. They, they could have got. That would have been that cost. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
for sure. But yeah, yeah. and people were uh, saying, oh, color me shocked that twins weren't offering Max Scherzer or anything. Yeah. Apparently they didn't even reach out. And people were here's like, the, here's the twins. They got the twins. The twins got Buxton. And now they're done. They got. Yeah. That's all you can yeah. do. It's like, we well, got they made the, their one in-house deal and now that's it. Yeah, it's over. It's going to be a bunch of guys that we've never heard of that probably play like, like backyard softball. Yeah, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to do another 100 loss season. Let's go. Poor Buxton. <laughs> now he wanted he so could have seven years, elsewhere. seven years, no trade clause. He's maybe stuck. That's, maybe that's why he wanted it because he wanted the no trade clause. Maybe other teams yeah. weren't willing to offer the no trade clause. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for baseball. Lots of lots of good contracts. If you want to see the updates on uh, like all the other major contracts, Jet Passin is my the go-to person I follow on Twitter to follow baseball news. So feel free to check that out. And then uh, NBA. Let's move on to the National Association of Basketballs. The first thing I wanted to mention doesn't have to be that long, but uh, Enos Cantor Freedom. Enos Cantor is changing his name to Enos Cantor Freedom. Um, interesting. It's you know Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. Yeah, he's now like of, uh, he's now Save the Pandas. I think is his middle name or last name. Right. I don't Ron, know. Ron Save the Pandas. Our test. Something like that. Meta know. Save the Pandas. World Peace. I should change my name. It's something like that. But the one thing, like, so I saw Enos Cantor was getting a lot of crap for it, but a lot of people don't remember the fact that he was, you know, like wanted by a bunch of people in, I can't remember if it was like Libya. Yeah, his or, home country. Yeah. Yeah. It, he was wanted. And it's like he, getting, getting like, like file, like the country was suing him and like, they, yeah, which had a warrant been, out for him yeah. or something like that. So, so the so. fact that he's become an American citizen, like, it means a lot more to him in yeah. my opinion people should not mock the fact that he wants to be cons- like remind himself every day that he's free in a country where if he were back home he would be in prison yeah and I, it reminds me a lot of um i mean like t- talent wise he reminds me a lot of like craig smith like a 2010 guy for like easily a 2010 guy for like a non-bad team so like he's got skills he can help people uh, he can help teams and uh you know, it's it, good is, for him to make craig it. the rhino that yeah guy? yeah yeah, a little undersized, but he could do 20, drop 20 and 10. Yeah. Craig played defense, but yeah. Enos is a little better on offense. Craig, God, that's a throwback. Throwback, Craig, yeah. Thanks for reminding me about how terrible the Timberwolves are. Um, speaking of those Timberwolves, though, I wanted to talk about it. So, D'Angelo Russell against the 76ers. It's crazy. There was Only reason viral, they won that game, yeah. Those viral videos of the fans. They right, keep yeah. shot. They're like, no. Yeah, because they knew it was going in before it went yeah. in. The one and... guy's like, Fuck. yeah, yeah, yep. And he uh, like without him, they don't beat the Sixers, and he just went off. Yeah. But then we go against the Wizards like last night or the night before. I think it was last night. Might have been the night, whatever. We went against the Sixers, and he shot one for twelve from three. Yeah, he's got those. Very without D'Angelo Russell, the Wolves would have been a fifty percent three point shooting team. But he shot one for twelve. So. It's just, it's interesting to me that this guy can be so important to the team. And yet, as soon as you put him in to like, okay, well, he, he can go nuts. Let's give him that role. Let make sure he has, let's sure, make sure he knows he has that green light. He gets that green light and it's just, right. Anthony Edwards played hurt and played better than D Lo did. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I mean, he had nine, nine, nine assists. Yeah. 
Here's the bad. Here's the here's a really bad part. The Wolves had 15 assists the entire game. Yeah, they. What's what is it? Your goal is supposed. You want to have at least 10 per half for an average team. The 15 assists the entire game. D'Angelo had nine of them. So, uh, I mean, from what it looks like, it looks like our whole bench is in the negatives. So maybe the bench threw and, it. Well, maybe I think all the starters were. Well, the bench threw. Martin Montrez Harrell missed one oh, yeah. shot. Yeah, Montrose Harrell, I saw eight. Yeah, 11 yeah. for 12. Well, and what, who's he have guarding him? He probably has Vanderbilt and Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Yeah. Yeah, that, he's going to destroy both of those guys. <laughs> yeah. He's too big for um, both of them, probably. Yeah. He's so. too strong for Nas, and he's, yeah, too strong. For, he's not necessarily taller than Vanderbilt. He's just too strong for both of them. Yeah. So, like, it was Montrez Harrell that won them the game, but it was yeah. also deep, like, because. You take D'Lo out and you put him in. You substitute D'Lo with an average player, and the Wolves win that game. Yeah. But if you sub D'Lo out with an average player, they get blown out by the Sixers. Yeah, exactly. It's just, so, so like, that's the NBA in a nutshell. Yeah. On any given night during the regular season, some teams can look so good. That's why whenever the Wolves start out 4-0 and 2-0, like, they tend to regularly do, I'm always like, hold your horses They'll come back down to earth. Just give them some time. Right. And also, we have Torian Prince in the starting lineup, and that's... But he, he was in the starting lineup, but he only played like 18 minutes or something. Yeah. 16 minutes. Yeah. So it's like he's Second starting. lowest on the team. So he started, so. but that was clearly like, we're going to let you start, but you're not getting starter minutes. Yeah. You're not going to play. So I don't I, I figured... Very up like, and down. Yeah. So I just... I thought it was interesting. Um, however... I saw a lot of people were saying we should trade D'Angelo Russell for Simmons while his value is still pretty high. Um, I don't think the Timberwolves are better with Simmons. We talked about that so many times I could create a playlist on our channel for it. Uh, yeah, you um, don't you don't beat Philadelphia with Simmons. No, you don't. You don't. Because so, or Simmons isn't making the threes D'Lo made. He probably has yeah. more assists, but uh, acquiring those assists. So with Simmons, you beat the Wizards, but you lose to the Sixers. Because Simmons could have guarded Harrell. Yeah. But with, uh, but with D'Lo, you beat the Sixers. And when you get into a playoff situation, both teams, Sixers and Wizards right now, would be playoffs. But right. um, with, in the Sixers or in the playoffs, would you rather be a team that can beat the Sixers or a team that beats the Wizards? Because I feel like I'd rather be the team that beats the Sixers. Because... Yeah, I want to beat the Sixers. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Um, you can't guarantee Montrose Harrell can do that every night. Uh, you can you can say that Embiid is gonna do what he had forty two points something like that. You Especially can say against Cat. Embiid can do that every night. Yeah, Kat. they both they both they have a very good rivalry. Cat um, has specific people, just like uh, Kevin Love and Marcus Aldridge. Same thing. Yeah, Aldridge, Aldridge. Well, like Aldridge. there are certain players that they they seem to have rivalries that are pretty obvious, and I feel like Embiid and Cat play harder when they're against each other like if they Absolutely. played that as hard as they play against each other every night they would both either get hurt all the time yeah or Embiid Embiid and Cat <laughs> both of them right. already get hurt all the time so yeah or they would both be you know MVP level which one of yeah. them is I was trying to find the Sixers game just to see the stats but Bleacher Report um, doesn't go back that far so but sticking with Simmons apparently the Sixers believe they can get Jason Tatum so I, I don't, don't. First, I don't know what the Celtics are doing first of all first we're hearing that they're trying to move Jalen Brown uh, now we hear that the Sixers think they can get Jason Tatum why would they think that unless they've been told the right package with Simmons could get Tatum 
which knowing the Sixers, they're probably like Tatum and a Tatum and three firsts. And yeah. the Celtics are Tatum like, three first. Yeah. yeah. And, and the Celtics are probably like uh, Simmons, Seth, Seth Curry, Curry three yeah. firsts, and a future first as well. Like, protect, yeah. like both. There's no way the Sixers can think they can get Tatum, especially straight up. There's just. I'd, there's, I'd, I think I'd, at most they could probably. I'm very get like confused. A CJ I'm very confused. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, that's. That's enough of a change to see like Portland could be like, oh, let's see what we can do. And the Sixers can, like, okay. can be like, Sixers like, oh, let's see what we can do. Because yeah. I mean, CJ can play point guard too. So. And then you could try the Sixers could try to make one more deal for somebody who else who's like not happy. I mean, get, I mean, like, a, yeah. Try to get a power forward so you can move Tobias back to small forward. Yeah. Because that's what yeah, I think. I think that's a thing that would help the Sixers a ton is a small for a power forward that moves Tobias to the small. Yeah. I mean, Tobias Harris is 6'9", but, like, he's athletic. He's always been, uh, in my opinion, he's always been a small forward, even though he's kind of oh, got yeah. the size for a... Because where was he before the Sixers? Like, Mavericks? Denver? Oh, God, he was, he's was. he been on so many teams. Oh, my God. Where was he? Where was he? Name him. Milwaukee, Toronto, Milwaukee, Orlando, 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 Toronto, Orlando, Detroit, Detroit, Toronto, Detroit. Clippers, Toronto, Clippers, yeah, Philly, Philly, moved. Philly, Philly. Yeah, he's been moved a couple times throughout a season, I believe. So. Yeah, so he is one. He is when he was age twenty, he played for three different teams. When he was age twenty-three, he played for th- three different teams. Uh, when he was age twenty-five, he played for three different teams. And when he was age twenty-six, he played for three different teams. No wonder I feel like he's like forty. It's because I've seen yeah. him in twenty different. He's like teams. twenty-nine, right? Yeah, he's only twenty-nine. Yeah, this year. Yeah. Oh, crazy. No, no wonder. Anyway, yeah. get him back to the three. Get him back to those Detroit, I think is what I was thinking of. Get him back to those small forward days of I. It's, it's crazy to think, like, where the Wolves are at right now, that, like, when I'm thinking of the ideal four for Philadelphia, the only name that's coming to my head is Vanderbilt. That's the only thing that they I could think use would a be Vanderbilt. Like, yeah, but any team could use a Vanderbilt. I also think if they had like a JaVale McGee playing an athletic four or moving Embiid to like a four. Yeah, they but, had an all, if only if they had an all like rebounding center on their team too. Like Who almost won them the game, almost won them the game versus Andre Drummond. Yeah, he had yeah. a tip in off a free throw. Yep. Crazy. <sighs> D-Lo, baby. Kiss. <laughs> His ice in the veins looks like he's going yeah. sheesh. Oh, yeah. They took um, it from him. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what it was. I, even though I can't, there was somebody else that did ice in their veins before D-Lo did. Uh, it's, it, people now. think of D-Lo, yeah. People think uh, of D-Lo. All the way back in the Lakers. Buzzed head, now he's got the weird little I know, I, Whenever pigtails. I try to, like, find a D-Lo image to either edit or use for a thumbnail or something, a lot of the times it's him and, like, he was on the Nets is where he had Yeah, his... he did. He didn't. Yeah, the Nets is where he kind of came to stardom. But stardom, the Lakers is all his pictures is on the Lakers. It just yeah. shows you how popular LA is. Yeah. Um, but that is it for the NBA. We have a couple more th- quick hitters on basketball, though. So Ozzy Fudd and uh, Paige Beckers are two NCAA female college athletes. Paige Beckers was the first female athlete to ever sign a a college female athlete to ever sign a deal with Gatorade. She signed a massive name image likeness deal with Gatorade, which is 
awesome because you know yeah. Paige Beckers from Minnesota. Grown, yeah. I remember when kind of like her her last year, like her last year in Minnesota. Um, the um, it was like her final game, and like Cat was there, D'Lo was there, Vanderbilt was there, yeah. Kogi was there. They're all there. Oh yeah, They're all there. To... She's she was huge. She was when she was in like a junior or sophomore. I was hearing about this next superstar from Minnesota because it was like, oh, she's better than Lindsey Whalen. She's better yeah. than like all the big superstars Minnesota's been able to grow for female bas- yeah. or girls basketball. Well, anyway, now Ozzy Fudd has signed with Steph Curry's team, which is the first NBA product or brand to sign a female athlete out of college. And uh, so, you know, good on Steph Curry. I like that a lot. Oh, yeah. So she, yeah, has no, the, she has a straight up deal with his branding, his products. So sweet. I love it. Golden State's invested in esports and video game teams. Yeah. So, God, California, first of all, just so smart. They're always yeah. ahead of the game. Yeah. But Steph Curry, I, so Steph Curry is one of those guys. I love him and I hate him. So, yeah. So I don't want to play for the Timberwolves. If the Timberwolves draft me. Yeah. I'm not, and then now not we're going to work out for them. Yeah. And now people talk smack like, oh, the Timberwolves could have drafted him. No, yeah. he said he will not play for them if yeah. he drafted him or if they drafted him. Same with Clay Thompson. He yeah. said, I would if not. If you get traded fly. for Kevin Love, yeah. If right. I get That's, traded for Kevin Love, I'm not playing. I'm not playing in Minnesota, yeah. even though his dad played in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, his dad is where my name Michael comes from. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Paige Beckers, Ozzy Fudd, very, very cool. Um, Speaking of um, playing for Minnesota, uh, the Minnesota Gophers have started their season six and zero. Gophers basketball, yeah, male, yeah. men's. They haven't really ball. played a lot of big teams, but yeah. the big game so far this was Duke Gonzaga right away. Yeah, because I mean you have everybody said Chet was going to be number one overall pick, and I was like Chet or Benchero, and then Benchero's like I'll show you, I'm right. I'm the number one overall pick. I know college sports doesn't get a lot of views and clicks and stuff, but Man, Banchero looks so good. Uh, so far, that's the only basketball game I've watched this year, the only NBA, or the only college game. And man, Banchero. So I I thought Chet was gonna show like, yeah, I'm the number one pick. Yeah, he's I, also on a very good team. So there's a lot of good. There's, I mean, granted Duke too, but right. Man, Banchero looked like a stud. He's gonna he's gonna be. Definitely going to be a top three pick. He could sit out the rest of the year and he'd be a top three pick. And he can play uh, just, he can play a big, he can play a little bit small ball. He, like he could be a small ball center. He could be a big ball, like a Milwaukee Bucks like to play small forward. He can guard. Through. He's so nuts. He's so nuts. Um, there's a few other guys that are in this draft class that. I'm excited for everybody's all talking about next year's draft with Imani Bates, but oh god, this next year's draft class. I'm so glad the Timberwolves suck every year because that way we'll be able to get one of these guys. <laughs> we have a chance. <laughs> uh, hey, they have like the same record as the Lakers. People keep talking about the Lakers as still a championship favorite. So yeah. we're champion. Timberwolves uh, championship yeah, favorite. Exactly. Easily. Timberwolves championship synonymous, basically. Yeah. The ho- Every single one of them that they have won. Yeah. <laughs> they've won 100% of the ones they've won. Yeah, they won 100% of... They have never lost in the finals. That is that is a true statement. 
<laughs> Maybe a Minnesota sports fan. Um, anyway, now that's it for basketball. Let's move on to Neffel. Um, we're going to try to move through this section quick because college football, people hate it. I've seen like people, other people talk about college football, um, like on the big networks and everybody's just saying like, okay, I'm done hearing about college football. It's boring. So, but there were a couple things I thought were cool. Like Lincoln Riley has left Oklahoma to go to USC and Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to go to LSU. That's huge. Even if you don't like college football, that's huge. Cause Lincoln Riley, his deal was 110 million. USC bought his both of his homes in Oklahoma. They bought him his new home in Los Angeles, and he gets unlimited use of uh, USC's private jet. He said he has already gone on recruiting, so it just shows he's already like a good recruiter, good coach. Uh, I think USC is going to be good in probably two years. They're probably going to be back to a highly ranked team. Right now, their offensive line is garbage. I don't think they could get the top quarterback recruit. They could grab, they could bring Spencer Rattler over from Oklahoma. They could, whatever they want. It doesn't matter with that offensive line. They're not going to have a good run game, good pass game, anything. So it's going to take a little bit, but they'll be good. And then uh, Brian Kelly, I thought was going to get an NFL job. So the fact that he went to LSU is pretty, pretty cool. I would, uh, I would assume with, USC getting Lincoln Riley and LSU getting Brian Kelly. Alabama is going to drop a little bit, which should make college a little bit more competitive, which is what people always complain about. Um, I would say in the next five years, LSU wins at least one natty. Yep. I mean, you think of you think of the teams. It's like LSU, Alabama, um, Clemson. Those are kind of the ones. And Georgia. Have, yep. And then he's usually Georgia. Usually, Oregon, like, that's the four you assume. Maybe a little bit. Well, and yeah. And so you get Oregon occasionally. Now Chip Kelly is taking US, UCLA is getting a lot better. Ohio State. And then people always assume Miami is going to be good. Florida is going to be good. But they never. And yeah, Ohio State. It's usually Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Alabama. Like, that's really the four. This year, you got yeah. Michigan. You got some others. But anyway. It's just those four. Hopefully, with the switch up of some big name coaches, I think uh, we'll get a little bit more competitive. The big college football thing was so. I know. I already know what it is. I know what you're saying. The big college football thing is uh, Tanner Morgan's coming back as for a sixth season. No. Yeah. Well, did you hear what happened? He came back no. for his sixth season. So our big stud quarterback recruit that they got has entered the transfer portal and is leaving. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Good job, PJ Fleck. I'm, I hope you're happy. So just overrated as a coach. Anyway, the big thing is Oklahoma has not yet to sign a coach because they want to do it the right way. But you're going to have to take somebody big because right now you're missing out on recruits. You're missing out on everything right, right now. Um, apparently, the tar person they've been targeting is Cliff Kingsbury. I don't understand how that would even be possible. Cliff Kingsbury is currently coaching the number one team in the nfl so it's not like he's gonna get fired this year yeah and he's gonna be making more money now as long as he has kyler murray and deandre hopkins the cardinals are gonna be good every year so yeah like a touchdown machine james james connor like way to reach for the stars but man go yeah. get, go go take that's one of those like i'm just, we're just gonna say a name and then right let it fester there are some there are some NFL coaches that they might be able to grab as like a head coach. You might be able to get somebody like a like who was a failed experiment this year. Like a lot of people think Robert Sala is going to get fired at the end of this year, yeah. even though it's his, you can get maybe go for a Robert Sala. Like I don't know. You just 
it's so weird that they went Cliff Kingsbury is what right. they said. So yeah, that that's that's all we got for college football. That was three minutes of college football talk. So if that was too much for you, I am sorry. We have some more NFL discussion. The first thing was that I thought was super fun and interesting was the draft order right now. If the league were to finish in current standings, it would go Lions, because it's in order from one to 10, picks one to 10. Lions, Texans, Jags, Jets, Jets, Giants, Giants, Eagles, Eagles, Panthers. Um, the funniest thing I saw was somebody saying that that Panthers pick is destined for greatness after it gets missed by the Giants, Jets, and Eagles twice. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, well, and it's it's the Panthers, so it'll be the Jets will miss it twice, the Giants will miss it twice, the Eagles will miss it twice, and then the Panthers the only will trade other that team, pick to the Patriots or something. Lions usually miss. Uh, Penny Sewell's doing good for what's warranted what's warranted for them yeah um texans usually miss yep jags, jags wasn't a miss he's just a miss for different reasons. jags aren't horrible with their picks no i think the jags pick well except for blake Bortles. yeah jags jags do well with their picks um jets suck giants suck uh, they have the like number... giants are so iffy their picks like so they they pick daniel jones and i think james bradbury was he uh well, they picked uh, they picked Saquon, and then they drafted like Wind Willie Hernandez or something, I believe. I believe that's the name. And Willie Hernandez is like the lowest rated guard in the NFL. And Eagles suck, so the Eagles, yeah, they don't, they don't not great. So if the Jags don't hit it, then Panthers will. Panthers hopefully will. Yeah, Panther James Bradbury was drafted by the Panthers. All right, never mind. But yeah, Pan, uh, Giants hit and miss, but. Yeah, I think that Panthers picks destined for greatness, and the Jags will have the best pick in the chance. first three. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> um, this poor quarterback class is just so bad. Except sometimes when people say this, there's one quarterback that ends up going nuts in those sorts of draft classes. Yeah, I mean, well, it's such a weak draft class, and then you get like a super good you're Pat Mahomes at 15. Yeah, except that quarterback draft class was nuts. No. I just Multiple think back to the uh, the Josh Allen one where Josh Rosen went, and he's like, "There's eleven, there's eleven people that are gonna regret not drafting me." Now he's on some team's practice squad. So, yeah, Josh Rosen was just uh, he just played a snap or two the other day. He actually went in. Is uh, Josh? He, he actually like played. People were like, "Oh my god, uh, Falcons!" Yeah, some <laughs> Falcons. Good for him. Yeah, everybody talked about him being the next Aaron Rodgers, and it turns out he just has the attitude of Aaron Rodgers, just not the skill. Yeah. That's, Aaron Rodgers said the same thing when he fell to 20 or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's hard to, to regret have letting me drop. Skill. Same attitude as Aaron, just not a not a good quarterback. I was one of those people that thought Josh yeah, Rodgers was You were very high good. on him. Yeah, I thought I he was going to be very good. At, he, the way he throws the ball, he has good footwork presence in the pocket he gets into the nfl 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 all gone he it, no pocket presence terrible short pass terrible deep ball yeah i mean Zero, josh allen his josh allen's first year wasn't great josh allen's first year wasn't great now but it was considered a uh, trash like josh yeah, rosen compared to, yeah bad. like rosen looked like tebow manzel like when you watch them play it's like that's whoa, not whoa, whoa 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 tebow was trash don't Tim even tebow no won a playoff game for the denver broncos darius what does josh butler, rosen does darius butler says 
Tim Tebow was the hardest quarterback that he's ever had to guard against. Because when he let go of that ball, there's no way to tell. Even Tim Tebow didn't know where that ball was ending up. So that, and, uh, no, Tim Tebow wasn't great, but he won a playoff game. That's more than a lot of that's more than a lot of Denver quarterbacks. Since uh, so, yeah. Well, it's not as I would take Tebow over Josh Rosen. I'll take Josh Rosen in college over Tim Tebow in the NFL, but I'll take Tim would Tebow take in Tim college, Tebow college? Yeah. over anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Vince Young. Byron Leftwich. Yeah, but anyway, sidetrack. Would you take Joe Flacco, uh, torn ACL, over those guys? You mean Super Bowl year? I don't know. The one, no, the season where he tore his ACL and he finished the comeback and then was like, oh, yeah, I tore my ACL. Well, I mean, Joe Flacco's an elite quarterback. I'd take him over Rosen or exactly. Tebow. Right. Easily. Fair Fair Easily. Enough. I can't think of a quarterback better than Flacco. You can't spell MVP without Flacco. It's right in the name. Next thing I want to talk about is I think Antoine Winfield Jr. is a top five safety in the league already. And the Vikings were too afraid to draft him. Right, because they didn't want to feel like they were drafting a home kid yeah. and that they were going to get uh, flack for drafting a home kid too early because they they had too much bias and they've done that in the past. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't want to make that mistake. It just like the Timberwolves said the same thing before that they didn't want to make a same mistake in a draft that they had made in the past. So they passed on guys that they thought were good. And then when they turned out to be good, they were like, well, we were going to take them. We just didn't want like you just play super. It's a super defensive draft. Uh, I mean, everyone who, everyone who passed on Derek Carr. Yeah. That's another prime example. When, when the Vikings traded back up into the first, you and I both like high-fived, like, Derek Carr, let's go. And Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. <laughs> and we were like, oh, that's good too, I guess, right? He was supposed yeah. to be a number one overall pick at one point. I would have loved Derek Carr. Yeah. But yeah, I think Antoine Woodfield Jr. is a top five safety already in the NFL. Um, Obviously, there's got Harrison Smith, Kevin Bayard, Micah Hyde, uh, Buda Baker. Tyron, I just, like, you can... You John Johnson, like you got some guys that are Tyron Matthew. You got some guys that I feel like you can argue, but I think you can make the argument he's at least in that same tier. Like you don't have to yeah. say number one, two, oh, yeah. three, four, five, but if you're going to put like an A tier and S tier of yeah. safeties, he's the ball skills, the athleticism, just the tackling. He's always a good form tackle. It's just, I, he's so good. He's he's everything no, I, you yeah, want I definitely in the defensive put him... back. I mean, depending on like what if you consider there to be an S tier safety, I think I think he'd be right in that conversation for the A tier. I don't know what an S tier would be. Harrison Smith is the S tier. Every quarter, okay. every quarterback in the NFL says Harrison Smith is the most underrated player in the NFL and that yeah. he's the hardest player to play against. He's the hardest player to understand what his coverage is. He's been told Tom Brady has said that in an interview. Aaron Rodgers has said that in an interview. Those are the only two players you need to hear say that like, uh, Harrison Smith is S tier Harrison oh, yeah. Smith is the standard Aaron Rodgers yeah, just said it for sexy oh that too he's so attractive and I hate it uh but yeah um we t- we had that early ep- earlier episode of the podcast I went on a tangent of how attractive Harrison Smith is oh yeah I'd put him right up in that in that mix a tier. He's he's not Harrison Smith, but he's Bayard, way uh, up there. Simmons and Bayard's having uh, a down year, but Bayard's yeah. down. That's another sign of a good court, a good player is when their down year is like average. Like Aaron Rodgers' down year 
two years ago was better than the average quarterback, but right. they're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is on the decline. It's like he's still yeah. better than over half the league. Yeah, it's like that one that one Madden season when Tom Brady was a seventy-nine to start the season. <laughs> they they deny that. I've never seen them acknowledge that ever. Yeah, he's a seventy-nine, and then I was on the first update. It's like, oh no, he's a ninety-six. We we got we got the numbers switched accidentally. Yeah, oops. oops, so dumb, so stupid. Because he yeah, the season prior he was like through a pick. Yeah. Band. Oh no. Through like one pick the entire season. <laughs> Fucking so bad. Um, anyway, next thing, let's get on to Vikings talk and then we'll go into the preview of our games. The Vikings don't have a single corner ranked in the top 80. Here's, here's the PFF, one thing I This had. is NFL yep. rankings. Yeah, so this, this is, is not PFF. just PFF. Before Patrick Peterson got hurt, I'm, I believe he was like 71. But then he got hurt. More people qualify. More people move up. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, if and 71 say, is still not good. Yeah, 71 right. is still you're not a starter on any of the 32 teams. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, 71 is probably like smack dab at like 50. percent You know, like because yeah. if you two, if there's a one and two corner, that's 64 people. Yeah. And obviously, you want to include slots because slots are included in there. It's 96. So he he's a starter on a bad team, which is exactly what he's a starter on a bad defense right now. Yeah. So. I mean, you can make the case for Patrick Peterson. If he was healthy, he'd be he'd be top eighty. But if you watch the last game, you can't make a case. If you if you yeah. watch the Niners game, you can't make a case for Patrick yeah. Peterson. Right. I mean, yeah, he's he, he's hurt and he had COVID, whatever you want to say. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, you can make the argument for Patrick Peterson. But regardless, our it has the the our DB experiment so hasn't worked out. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like. Unfortunately, the Gladney thing, because he was probably going to be very helpful. Right. Um, they swung and missed on Bashad Breeland. That yeah. was everybody, including myself, thought that was a great pickup. That turned out to he has not played the way he's played. Yeah. Anywhere. Cameron Dancer, Cameron Dancer gets put into situations where he doesn't play at all, and then he's forced to go <laughs> right. into the game. He's benched for like three weeks, and then it's like, all right, you're out. What? Yeah. Like, go get Devonte. Because Breland's hurt. So, uh, so he's kind of got the short end of the stick. Uh, Xavier Woods had a fantastic game against the Cowboys and then has forgotten how to play football. Yeah, but he wasn't. He's not a corner. He's, those guys aren't in right. the ranking. Right. And then... Uh, Kenzie Alexander's had like a couple good weeks. and then He's so up and down. Right. So we're gonna. It seems like another. We're gonna be picking around pick fifteen-ish, and it's gonna be a corner. Yeah. It's gonna be about pick fifteen corner instead of a offensive lineman that would probably help. Maybe make a move in the free agency would be sick. Instead yeah, of signing, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the free, in free Imagine agency. if they could like could have like traded a sixth round pick for say like a Stefan Gilmore or something. That would have been awesome. Yeah. That would have been really nice. Well, if Barr is let go because he has a really low cap hit if we let him go at in this offseason we'll be able to sign a big guy yeah all, the, all those void years they added or so whatever and yeah. patrick peterson this is his only year on the contract yep. so that 10 mil off the Sean Breland, two four and a half yep. so they have the assets to do so let's see if they actually do yep. it uh the, the mckenzie is also one year xavier yep. xavier woods is a one year so our whole three four of our five defensive starters on in our secondary are most likely going to be new next year. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Maybe Harrison Hand will get his chance next year. Bynum, by, Bynum, Bynum for flashes. sure. Bynum's yeah. going to so, get his chances. So for sure. Um, 
Vikings, though, they play the Lions this week. I am genuinely scared that the Lions are going to win. I think the Lions win it this week. Just so we, in Minnesota, we we won on a game-winning field goal, and now we're in Detroit. All their their attitudes down. Detroit, not there's nothing to lose. What is it? We're we are seven point favorites. We're definitely not winning by seven. Definitely not winning by seven. This Niners um, game and the Seahawks game are the only two that have been a difference of seven or more. Yeah. And the Browns. Browns was seven, wasn't it? Fourteen to seven. Right, seven or more. Uh, so every other one's been less than a touchdown. I mean, you gotta you gotta say <laughs> I'm scared too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You should um, you should not think this is gonna be an easy game. Every game has been close. The Vikings Fun fact, I found this out. Did you know that in Mike Zimmer's entire tenure with the Vikings, we have scored 40 points or more one time. That's not surprising at all. One time. Yeah. When you're run when you're trying to make your def- your team about running the ball and defense, you have Clint Kubiak and Gary Kubiak as your primary offensive coordinators. And Doug DeFilippo. That was a game where Kirk Cousins threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Well, and they just said that Kirk Cousins will be let loose this weekend with Dalvin Cook out. You're about 11 weeks too late. <laughs> right, right. Like, people have been asking you to do that. They're just, it's another one of those situations, in my opinion, where the GM and head coach are trying to create Kirk as the scapegoat. Now that the firing has gone to them, like, people aren't saying it's all Kirk's fault. Remember, remember the Seattle game where they let loose? They let loose and they threw the ball. It was but I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was the the KJ down the sideline touchdown. But they just we were like, all right, finally. Like it took four weeks, but yeah. finally, like here it's, we go. It's we're starting. It's clicking. They're letting Kirk throw it, and then we're back to just just terrible. We're gonna run it on. Well, second I just and nine. I hope the Vikings know that if they keep up, keep this up, be ready to lose Justin Jefferson. Oh. Jeffrey Ashton is not going to rip it. There's no way well, he's going to okay. Justin Jefferson with 169 yards and two touchdowns two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. All right, against the Packers. 169 yards, two touchdowns. NFC Offensive Player of the Week. We threw the ball. He had 12 targets or some shit. 14 targets or something. It's like, do that every game. Mm-hmm. Every game. And I if get you can't, that different you, matchups don't allow you to, but... It's up to you at halftime to adjust and scheme to make sure you can get that. So just they might scheme against you and you can't get those targets in that first half. It's up to you as a coach to adjust and get Justin Jefferson those targets in the second half by yeah. seeing what they provide in the first Same half. Same thing with Thielen. Same right. thing with Thielen. Same thing with Conklin. Like Conklin is turning into a scapegoat when he can be a weapon. Like Conklin is turning into, oh shit, I have, I have nobody open. Let me do an eight yard dump off and have him run for six yards. And then that's that's you get that two targets two times a game. Yep, that's it. So I don't know. I get we have one of the best running backs in the league, but you also have the one of the best wide receiver duos in the league. You have yeah, you have arguably the best wide receiver duo in the league. So man, man, let's see what this let loose so means. My uh, my bold prediction. I don't know if I have one this week for the Lions. <laughs> it's hard. Um, if it if it was I'll the Lions of last Ross year, Brown gets a touchdown. Uh, if it was last week, I would have or last year, I would have been like, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. two touchdowns. Right. Uh, I'll say Almond Ross St. Brown gets a touchdown. He's a rookie okay. wide receiver, and I'll guess say Harrison he, Smith with a pick touchdown. 
Jesse James. Okay. Yeah. I'll say Harrison Smith gets a pick. Okay. Because it's Jared Goff. I remember the when he was a when he was a Ram. Um, we went up and or there was an offensive pass interference call, sure. and and he was like the refs were talking about it and Jared Goff runs up and he's mic'd up or like the refs have the mic right like refs have the mic because they can tell so they can talk to the stand, sure talk to the fan, or fans and everything, and so they're all talking and Jared Goff's right next to the guy and the guy's like pass interference offense and you hear Jared Goff go no like no. <laughs> I always remember it. Just super high pitch. You hear him. He's right there. No, no way. Yeah, his, yeah, his voice is super high pitch like that. Um, it's like when Justin Herbert Vikings. ran in that touchdown. I was in. I was in. <laughs> um, Kenne and Wang Wu gets six touches. Sick. I like that. Lions win. Uh, I'll say Vikings by 11. Let's, All right. Let's, let's do it. Next game I want to talk about was Chargers-Bengals because there's really not a lot of games this week, so that might sound a little off because it's like two mediocre teams, but it is two teams uh, fighting for playoff spots. Bengals are like 7-3 and three or something, right? right? They're, they're not – I don't know if they're 7-3. Seven and three. Seven They're and on five. the trajectory Bengals record. They seven are 7-4, and, and the Chargers are 6-5. and five. So it's two teams that are on the cusp of AFC. Like they're both fighting for this wild card spot. This might be the tiebreaker in the end. So um, I think it's a big deal. I think Joe Burrow is becoming what Joe Burrow has shown he's going to be. And Justin Herbert, the Chargers defense is falling off a lot. And then their offense is nowhere near as productive as those first few weeks. Right. So the, um, the Chargers are on the downslope while the Bengals seem to be like hitting. Like they were on the up and down, but they've kind of plateaued. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that. So um, they win some games they're not supposed to, but then they lose some games they're not supposed to. So right, but at least they're figuring it out, and it's not like they're nine and six and losing the first round of the playoffs every year. Uh, the Bengals are favored by three because it's at Cincinnati. Okay, I think that's fair. I think it's uh, fair because it's getting cold, and it's a bunch of L- it's a LA team versus Cincinnati when it's cold. That's something that's always huge. Justin Herbert's huge, huge though, so. Usually big guys are fine in the cold. Yeah, two of the top running back, like two top scoring running backs this game too, Eckler and Austin Joe Mixon. Yeah, and Joe Mixon, they're both up there for scoring. So, worst case scenario, you can you can run the ball a lot since it is so cold. My bold prediction is Mike Williams seventeen touchdowns. <laughs> Ooh, wow. <laughs> This, if, uh, if, if I win fantasy this week, it secures my first place seeding in the playoffs. Let's go. Let's go. Jared Cook touchdown. Jared Cook touchdown. I like that. Mine for the Chargers in real in in reality is a Justin Mike Herbert Williams rushing touchdown. This is Justin <laughs> Herbert. Justin Herbert sixteen rushing touchdowns. Got it. Uh, Bengals. I don't have one, but I think the Bengals do win. The Bengals with uh, four sacks. Bengals four sacks. Bengals with the four-point win. Okay. Uh, last game is the big one everybody's talking about is Patriots versus Bills. We always tend to talk about the Patriots. For some <laughs> reason, they're always they're always one of our conversation pieces, and we I think we just have to give credit where credit is due and say Mac Jones um, in our in our minds has we have surpassed said it Tom Brady weeks. as the greatest 
uh, Patriot quarterback. Patriot of all time. quarterback. Of all we time. have now said it three weeks. Uncork McCorkle. And they've done that. They have. Un- yeah. It's not. It has nothing to do with the fact that they have the number one defense in the league, currently the number one rated corner in the league, kicker the number the number one co- kicker highest in the scoring league. kicker by like twenty five points. It has nothing to do with the fact that they have the number one rated offensive line right now in the league, the number one rated offensive running scheme, the behind. fourth highest rated quarterback. It has nothing to do with the fact that they have two of the highest rated linebackers in the league. That. Uh, they have one of the best draft defensive tackles drafted this year. And none of that. It's all McCorkle. I mean, this is coming, it's just coming down to the, the division, right? Like it's, it's, it's a division battle. So what's the, what's the, the point? line? Uh, it is bills at bills by three. So they're, they're just giving them the hometown yeah, bonus. That's, that's it. That's, Otherwise yeah. it's a pick them on a neutral field. They say it's a pick them. I'm I'm picking the cork. I'll, I'll I'll go with you. Do we Patriots? Did we say I think the Bengals went too. Yeah, I said Bengals. You said split Bengals. The Vikings. We split. Yeah. Like I said, Lions. You said Vikings, and then I say Pats. You say Pats. Yeah. I think uh, bold prediction: Josh Allen two interceptions. Bull Beasley touchdown. Okay. And uh, Johnu Smith. Nice. Well, as Cole Beasley's street name, uh, MC Vaccine. Uh, <laughs> I've heard him call that on TV a couple times now, and I just find that so that's funny. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, yeah. So I, I'll pick Patriots. You pick Patriots, and those are our key matchups for this week. Um, I hope you guys like it. Uh, our last segment is our Pro Bowl selections, which we did our offensive last week. This week we're gonna do uh, defensive. We're gonna start with AFC. We have two safeties, three corners, uh, an outside middle and right outside linebacker, and then a sub linebacker edge or additional linebacker position since some teams run 3-4, some run 4-3. And then two D tackles, two DNs, a returner, a kicker, and a punter. Uh, safety went Kevin Bayard of the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. And then our other safety. You had another, you, you said you would go with another one, but I just put, I put Simmons. Because it, right. it's recognizable. There's one person ahead of him, though, that I think you were debating, too. But just run it. Yeah, and so then they, the other one we said was uh, Justin Simmons from the Denver Broncos. What was Who was the one I said? I forgot. Yeah. I, I forgot. But there was one you were thinking, too. But you were okay. Yeah. Simmons, just so. a little thing to let everybody know. There are These are not necessarily like us saying that if they're not picked a Pro Bowl, we think they're bad. Because this one was much harder than the offense, in my opinion. There was a lot of players I wanted to include. Yeah. Uh, corners, we went J.C. Jackson, who is the number two rated corner in the NFL right now, NBA. Um, <laughs> the number one rated corner in the NFL right now is Denzel Ward. That was another one from the Browns. And then Xavier Howard, Mike, for the <laughs> Miami Dolphins for our number three. Enough. <laughs> fins up man uh and then our linebackers we went matt judon from the patriots we went uh kyle van noy from the patriots uh and then we went darius leonard from the indianapolis colts which there were this linebackers was tough there there was a lot of good linebackers from the afc um but yeah we went with darius leonard noy and judon and then our final linebacker slash edge slash sub whatever TJ Watt. <laughs> Watt. Watt. Uh, yeah, TJ Watt from the Pittsburgh Steelers, or if you asked me last week, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, defensive tackle, 
DeForest Buckner from the Indianapolis Colts. Defensive tackle. Why is he listed? As- you, that's where you had him. Okay. Uh, defensive tackle. Gregory- Slash defensive end. We put- <laughs> we're going to say Gregory Rousseau. Even though he plays a defensive end primarily, we're going to put Gregory Rousseau at just a D-line spot. Defensive end, Miles Garrett from the Browns. Gregory Rousseau is the Bills. Uh, and then defensive end from the Cincinnati Bengals, Trey Hendrickson. And then our returner for the AFC, Byron Pringle from the Kansas City Chiefs. Like sour cream and onion was probably my go-to for Pringles. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge sour cream and onion fan. Um I really like the thing to do with Pringles where you, you get like two or three, three flavors. Two or three, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Pringles because it's fake chips. It's like a, yeah. a, not even real potatoes. Yeah, I know. But um, if I do eat Pringles. Do you, do you have to do the duck thing, right? Yeah, every time. Every yep. time. <laughs> um, I think the last time I had Pringles, they were honey barbecue or pizza flavored. Something like yeah. I like doing pizza and buffalo chicken or buffalo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, and then our kicker. Nick Folk, the highest point getter in the NFL right now by 17 million. Um, yeah, it's like 122 to 96. It's yeah. not even close. Uh, and then our punter is uh, J. Cole. Oh. Is uh, okay. A.J. Cole, yeah. which I don't know where he's from. You he's a Raiders. That. The Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, he's like the his average is like by two yards over the next guy. It's like 51.2 or something. So very good. And Boswell is another one I would have considered over Folk. It's just Folk's made way more. But Boswell yeah. has a like a ninety-seven well, or a, ninety-eight. Yeah, when you have a high-powered offense led by McCorkle, you gotta you're gonna get a lot of attempts to kick. Right, so. you gotta uncork it. You just, you have to. Mm-hmm. All right, and our final section will be the NFC defensive starters for safeties we went buddha baker from the arizona cardinals who are the number two ranked defense in the nfl right now um and then we have safety harrison smith where we just talked about he's the one that's the stand he's the gold standard for safeties uh purple and gold standard the purple and gold because it's from the minnesota vikings i have two harrison smith jerseys (laughs) corners jalen ramsey from the la rams ramsey's the la ramsey's Ramsey's. (laughs) Trayvon Diggs from the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, we don't. We don't necessarily. We usually we pick on what our heart feels, but yeah, like there were there were some other like NFC players I would probably pick over Trayvon. Diggs. We we would just want we're picking Trayvon Diggs so that we're right when it comes to the Pro yeah. Bowl voting coming around because he's gonna get in. But I don't think he's a top the feast or famine. Yeah. yeah, it's he gives up a touchdown or an interception. So. Uh, and then the last one is Byron Murphy Jr. So, um, I'm, uh, Cardinals. And then linebackers, we went Hassan Reddick for our weak side from the Carolina Panthers, which I was thinking between Reddick or Sha- I think this is what we were going to say. Shaq Thompson will be the one. If a, if a Panthers player is picked, it'll be Shaq Thompson, but Hassan Reddick deserves it because he's been the big difference maker this year. Uh, other side linebacker is Devin White from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Middle linebacker is Fred Warner, the other outside of Darius Leonard from the opposite side. Not only good friends, but the next young, best young. Yep. If linebacker. we didn't pick Fred Warner here, we would have picked Eric Hendricks. 100%. We'll have all know. Uh, and then our last, like, substitute, edge, whatever, extra linebacker, we went Micah Parsons, again, because we want to be right, not necessarily yeah. because we would. Well, he's got 10 sacks. 
So yeah. he's, you know, it's done a lot for that Dallas defense. Revigorating. Parsons was a top ten pick. I, I said Vikings could pass on a linebacker uh, lineman. If it's if Michael Parsons is there, it's fine if you pass on a lineman or quarterback because he's going to be a stud. And what do you know? He's a stud. Just one of those guys. Defensive tackle. We went Aaron Donald from the LA Rams. Other D tackle. We went Kenny Clark from the Green Bay Packers. Defensive ends. We went Chandler Jones from the Cardinals and Leonard Williams from the New York Giants. I think Leonard Williams is having a great year. He's underrated, so I'm glad. Former Jet, love to see it. Our kick returner for the NFC, we went the best kick returner in the NFL, Kenny Nwangu. Um, And our kicker, we went Matt Gay, who has a 95% field goal hits right now on high production. And then Jack Fox, punter from uh, the Lions. Lions. Because you have to get a Lions. Uh, and that is our NFC AFC. That is our whole. We just gave you the whole Pro Bowl AFC NFC offense defense. We have given you what we would pick, not necessarily our predictions, but that's what we would uh, pick for our current rankings. There are people that we missed that we would love to put on here. I would love if Antoine Winfield would be able to make it on to the Pro Bowl. Eric Kendricks, I would love to see make the Pro Bowl. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker will probably make it instead over uh, Nick, Nick Folk. Folk. Yep. And there are, there are tons of other players that deserve getting a starting position. Um, and a lot of players that, you know, we selected. And like even though we're not going to be 100% right, there's going to be players that we didn't mention that will get there. And even if you combine both what we said and what actually happens, there's going to be players that don't make it that deserve to get there. That's just the way the Pro Bowl is. It's a popularity contest, not necessarily a talent thing. So there's always a couple Cowboys. That's why people always thought, well, the Cowboys are great drafters because they always have a ton of Pro Bowl players. Well, you also have the largest fan base in the world. So for basically right. for any athletic sport. So it's going to happen. It's just it's just what happens. So I hope you guys like that pick. Let us know what you would pick in the comments, Twitter, whatever you want. Um, let us know why you think we're wrong. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm more than welcome to listen, discuss. We've had a couple people mention the picks, so feel free to con- keep that going. And if you have any other suggestions for segments you want to see, rankings, we're obviously going to come up with segments ourselves and that sort of thing. But if you have any that you specifically want to see, we're always going to make that a priority first before our own. Yeah. Just because or teams you want us to talk about. Maybe there's a... Yeah, because we've been heavily hitting the Patriots, Vikings. Like, if there's another team you want us to talk about, as long as it's not the Packers, we will absolutely talk about them. No, we we would talk about the Packers, and I would definitely do my best to be as rational, honest, and unbiased as I can. Listen, we like we as a collective two-person group. I can I can say from the bottom of my heart, speaking for both of us, that we hate Aaron Rodgers, um, but. We also respect Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I he does things that I he's said and done things on and off the field I disagree with. He's also said and done things on the field and off the field that I agree with. Yeah. One thing is uh, who he's dating. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a fan. But then he's also said things like on Pat McAfee show during some of those interviews. He's also said a few things that I thought were incredibly smart and intuitive. So. Yeah. 
you know. Well, he yes, said we, that Harrison Smith and Adam Thielen are amazing bet football players, so you yeah, got to respect them for that. And like, there are things that my wife and I disagree on, that Joe and I disagree on, but there's also yeah. things that we agree on. So, yeah. what if with the with the Packers, if you want us to talk about them, it will be unbiased. It will be honest. And there may be just some jokes here and there. Feel free to respond with 0-4 in the Super Bowl. We've heard it a million times. That's fine. 27 yards left hash. We've heard it a million We've times. We've heard it a million times. Go for it. It's it's fine. Whatever that paid, the Eagles score was 35-14, never 35-7. I don't remember. We've heard that one a million times. Go uh. for it. Go for it. But if you want to tell us a segment you want to hear, we'll, one, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. And have fun doing it. That's it for the sports section of the podcast. Uh, if you stayed stuck around to this section, that means you enjoyed it. So let us know by hitting that thumbs up button that you see. Uh, feel free to hit that dislike button, but we won't see that. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you well, are they listening. won't see that, right? You'll see that? I'll see it, but yeah, you can't publicly see it. Only the creators yeah. can see it. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening on Spotify, because we do have a few of you loyal listeners there's uh like there's actually quite a few regular spotify listeners which is nice to see on my spotify uh, wrap up that we have quite a few regular listeners nice um thank you for listening feel free to keep listening every week a lot of people listen between 9 a.m and 5 p.m that's a pretty big range but um, working nine to five yeah so thank you so much for listening watching go out in the world make a difference today you look beautiful and GG. G. G. G.